If you laugh, cry, or have foot pain when you have an orgasm, you're not the only one. But since it's not a topic that generally comes up in casual conversation, you may think you're the only one and end up spending a lot of time explaining to your partner that you're not laughing at them and you're not unhappy. The topic is periorgasmic phenomenon. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause and sexual medicine expert. When it comes to menopause, midlife, and what comes after, I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. If women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information. In 2017, I came across an article titled, Did You Climax or Are You Just Laughing at Me? And no, I didn't come across this article while leaving through tattered women's magazines in a random waiting room. This was an article that was published in a bona fide medical journal, specifically Sexual Medicine Reviews. And the article was written by one of my friends and colleagues, Dr. James Simon, a world-renowned menopause and sexual medicine expert. So I knew it was the real deal. Anyway, the article was about periorgasmic phenomenon. Periorgasmic phenomenon are weird physical or emotional responses that occur when someone has an orgasm. Physical responses that have been described include things like foot pain, face pain, ear pain. One hypothesis is that lower extremity pain occurs because in the spinal cord, the nerves that supply the clitoris and the nerves that supply the foot are really close together. But that doesn't explain why some people get face pain, and nobody really knows why this stuff happens. Other people have non-genital itching. Some people are sneezers. Believe it or not, sneezing with orgasm was first reported in the 19th century. There were a few other cases here and there. And then in 2008, there was an ENT doctor by the name of Dr. Buta, and he had a patient who came to him for help because he had a fit of sneezing every time he had a sexual thought or an orgasm. He wondered how common it was and did a search of sex chat rooms using terms like sex and sneezing and came up with 17 people. Not exactly a super scientific approach, but it did prove that this occurs more often than one would think, since one would think this never occurs. None of the seniors had a history of allergies or other nose problems. The hypothesis, according to Dr. Buta, is that this was just some kind of strange parasympathetic response. Now, emotional responses would be if someone uncontrollably laughs after an orgasm and nothing is funny or cries. I'm not talking about crying after bad sex or painful sex or non-consensual sex or sex with someone you hate. That would be normal. I'm talking about crying or feeling the urge to cry immediately post-orgasm, even if it was a pleasurable and fabulously positive experience. To qualify, a periorgasmic phenomena has to be something that has nothing to do with a typical orgasm response. So if when you have an orgasm, and experience uterine contractions, rectal contractions, pleasurable pelvic sensation, and an overall feeling of contentment, that's not a periorgasmic phenomenon. That's an expected physiologic reaction to orgasm. If you lose urine during sexual activity, that's not a periorgasmic issue. That's maybe a weak pelvic floor or a bladder that got pushed around a little. If you have pelvic pain with sexual activity or orgasm, that's a problem but it's not a periorgasmic phenomenon. Likewise, squirting. Squirting is an interesting phenomenon, but it's not a periorgasmic phenomenon. For the 
Uninitiated, squirting, also known as female ejaculation, refers to the expulsion of fluid at the time of orgasm. Sometimes it's a little fluid and sometimes it soaks the sheets. I'm not talking about vaginal lubrication. I'm talking about fluid that squirts out simultaneously with orgasm. The origin of this fluid has been controversial. Some experts have stated that the fluids from glands that surround the urethra, known as the periurethral glands. Others say, nope, the fluid is actually dilute urine, and it's the result of release of urine from the bladder. Most experts currently state that both are true. Female ejaculation is a thickish fluid that comes out of the periurethral glands, and squirting is dilute urine expelled by the bladder. One would think that all that needs to happen to figure this out is to analyze the fluid. Either it's urine or it's not urine. But not so easy to collect fluid from a woman while she's having an orgasm. But someone did. I found a 2022 study in which blue dye was injected into the bladder of five known squirters. Then they all had an orgasm. The article gets a little vague about how they made that happen. But the important part was that when they squirted, the fluid was blue, meaning that it was at least partially urine. The conclusion was that the fluid expelled during orgasm might be from the bladder and might be from the glands around the urethra, and many, if not both cases, it's probably both. I actually never thought too much about squirting one way or the other until a few years ago, I was spending an afternoon at a homeless shelter where I was volunteering. I was there to talk about some general issues and then answer questions. When it was time for the Q&A, I was expecting questions about the usual stuff, vaginal discharge, heavy periods, options for contraception, but nope, hand shoots up. And a woman who clearly was elected by her peers said, well, what the ladies really want to know is about squirting and how can we become squirters? Now, I'd been asked before if squirting was normal and always reassured women that it was normal to squirt and normal to not squirt. This was the first time I'd ever been asked how to squirt. Suffice it to say, I wasn't particularly helpful. Headache post-orgasm is also in a different category. The first time a patient came to me and told me that every time she had an orgasm, she experienced a terrible headache, I thought she suffered from atypical migraines and the correlation with her orgasm was simply a coincidence. Now I know there's actually a specific phenomenon known as orgasmic headache. Let me be clear though. Headache associated with sexual activity is not the same as headache in anticipation of sexual activity, as in, not tonight, honey, I've got a headache. Headache with sexual activity is pretty uncommon, affects about 1% of the population, but even if only one in 100 women experience a headache during sexual activity, that's significant. I learned about sexual headache years ago when I attended a lecture by Dr. Robert Cowan, the director of the headache program at Stanford University. He emphasized that there are two very distinct categories of sexual headaches. About 20% of sexual headaches occur prior to orgasm. Pre-orgasmic headaches occur during arousal and usually start as a mild, dull ache in the head and neck. Many women describe a throbbing, pressure-like sensation accompanied by a muscle contraction in the neck or jaw. Pre-orgasmic headaches get worse with increased sexual excitement and can last up to three or four hours. While a real romance killer, these sexual headaches are generally not an indication of anything serious, and Dr. Collins suggests that women that experience this take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory like indomethacin 30 minutes prior to sexual activity, which assumes you have a schedule for intercourse. 
But if that's not working, you should see your doctor because there are a number of prescription remedies that also have been found to work. A true orgasmic headache is a sudden explosive headache that's simultaneous with orgasm. It starts in one spot and quickly spreads. In one study, sexual headache most commonly occurred 94% of the time when having sex with the usual partner. So we know it's not about getting too excited. 40% of those patients could make the headache go away by just stopping sexual activity. But this is the important part. A true orgasmic headache might, might be an indication of a more serious problem. 4 to 12% of patients with a subarachnoid brain hemorrhage reported that their first indication that something was wrong was experiencing an excruciating headache during sex. So if you have a severe explosive headache simultaneous with orgasm, you may want to put on your clothes and get yourself to an emergency room. A head CT scan or MRI will determine whether there's something serious. In most cases, that's not the case but you need to be sure. And if you do have a ruptured aneurysm, your orgasm will have literally saved your life. In any case, because there are a number of known reasons for sexual headaches, headache is generally not included as a periorgasmic phenomenon. It only counts if it's something unrelated to the physiology of intercourse and orgasm. You get the idea. Anyway, back to Dr. Simon's article. One of the comments he makes is that while these experiences appear to be rare, there's no real accurate estimates of how many people experience these kinds of things. But it was curious to me that I've seen thousands of women over the years with every sexual concern you can think of, yet no one's ever mentioned anything like this. I'm betting that tons of my patients have experienced periorgasmic phenomenon, but had no reason to tell me that every orgasm was followed by peals of laughter. Clearly, this is a phenomenon that needs more research in order to understand who this happens to, which symptoms are the most common, and why it happens. So last year, I decided to do my own research and I put out a request on social media for anyone who's experienced unusual emotional or physical experiences during orgasm to fill out a survey. I got a fair number of responses from people that had experienced classic symptoms like I've just described. I haven't published this yet, but I'm going to give you a preview of the results. 18% of women who responded had physical symptoms and 90% had emotional symptoms. Now, the mathematicians listening have already figured out that some had both. Of those who reported physical things, 25 experienced temporary muscle weakness immediately after orgasm, 3% had face pain with orgasm, and 3% sneezed with orgasm. There was one report of an itchy face and one report of ears closing, like when you're in an airplane. 9%, 9% had foot pain. I mean, that's a lot. I wasn't expecting that. Emotional stuff was far more common and crying post-orgasm was at the top of the list. Almost 80% of people that responded to my survey experienced either crying or an urge to cry. The laughers came in at 35%, which means some people both laugh and cry. There were also a handful of people that experienced hallucinations. This whole thing was so interesting. My plan is to publish the results in a scientific journal and also to include the results in my next book. Did I mention I'm working on another book? It's on postmenopause orgasm, hoping to get it out in the next six to eight months. But I need more responses. And now I know you're out there. 
So if you're a woman that has an unusual physical or emotional response when you have an orgasm, please take my anonymous two-minute survey. This happens to guys too. And if anything, maybe more frequently with guys, but I'm a gynecologist, so I'm more interested in the women. The link for the survey is in the program notes. And at the end of the survey, you can enter to win a copy of Slip Sliding Away, Hot Flash Hell, and one of my very highly collectible What's Up Down There Francie Quappy mugs. And if you don't have any of these symptoms, at least I've given you something to chat about at your next cocktail party. You're welcome. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my inside information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. See the light, now I'm sleeping through